Yo, BJL, aka you already know the rest. Brandon Johnson Lee podcast. Let's get into uh, it. Uh, let's call this elite pocket watching. Let's call it elite pocket watching. Uh, I don't know if y'all see what's going on with Fortnite. I know some of y'all are more into the Call of Duty, Madden, 2K Live, but interesting things just happened. Google Play in the uh, Apple Store shut down Fortnite on all these services where you can't get uh, no new updates for the game. And if any newcomers want to get on the game, all that access has been denied. But that's because somehow Fortnite evaded what every other app plays. <clears throat> pays, that's pays. Every uh app that's on all the devices google gets a 30 percent cut of everything so everything that's sold no matter what game you play that has in-app purchases google gets 30 percent of every sale apple is, is the same i'm guessing that's like a standard industry deal is to give whatever service provider your game is on 30 percent of the sales that come from the game now somehow I don't know what Fortnite did, but they did. Yeah, uh, I don't know how they signed the contract or what type of uh, development they did, but they evaded all of that since the game has been in operation. And I think, I think the numbers uh, been coming in on all them business reports, and Apple starting to realize, hey, wait, hold on, y'all making all this money over here and y'all using our platform for free wait a minute wait hey, uh-uh shut all that down we need that check and I, google did the same thing all the android manufacturers uh-uh hold on we need some of that 30 percent now 30 percent let me hold on I'm, I'm gonna google the numbers and break it down all the way for you because i want to be completely correct when i'm saying uh elite pocket watch all right, so in the first 10 months, it amassed an audience of 125 million players and netted 1.2 billion in revenue. That's the first 10 months. So that first billion dollars that they made, Apple didn't get anything. Google Play Store got nothing. They got a free and clear 1.2 billion without having to pay anybody except for the people that was on their staff or paying for advertising so uh yeah that that's a that's a big big chunk of money that they cut out of on and that's just the first 10 months and it's 2020 the game came out back in 2017 so that's three years of missing out on 30 percent of checks yeah uh Google ain't going for all that. Apple ain't going for all that. You know how much Apple and Google uh, charge for, for everything. Every single thing. If you got either one of them, you know any app you on. Every, yo. Yo. One, one point. Two, one, hold on. Hold on. If I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken. 30% of a billion is what? Close to what? 300 million? Something like that. So over a span of three years that's the the elite pocket watcher they basically having an argument over almost a billion dollars 
So that's what, $900 million in between Google, Apple, and Fortnite. I really want to know how this is going to turn out. I don't think we've seen a case like this in a long time. Fortnite might have slowly uh, did this to themselves from how they started when they came in and they wasn't paying uh, certain people for different emojis and stuff. They might have um, bought extra attention on themselves in that process. And then now, well, it's a whole uh, pandemic going on too. So everybody extra looking into what other people are making and how they making money and what they doing to make money and then with the access of the apps if you see nothing is coming in and then you read in reports of <laughs> millions and millions of dollars made every single day but your company who's providing the service isn't collecting their piece of that it's gonna be a discrepancy but i'm very interested in the seeing how it uh turns out because Fortnite said they ain't going for all that they suing Apple and they suing Google Play so I guess we'll see how that turns out in the process of today's week I've seen a lot of news articles I usually don't like to watch the news at all but I caught the news a couple times then I seen a lot of stuff on uh, social media even after I turned the news off of uh, you know people worried about all the shootings and stuff that's starting to go on with a lot of innocent bystanders getting hit and all the stuff that's going on and people are throwing uh, if black lives matter why is it so much black on black crime like I'm starting to hear that more now than I've heard before since like the beginning of all the stuff that's going on with the protest and fighting for justice for people that were killed unarmed and unrighteously but with that black on black crime thing I believe we should just go to calling it a poverty war zone that's what I like to uh, say that it is because wherever the most economic hardship is that's where the most crime is supposedly because people without money have to find means to create resources to take care of themselves and that usually comes with hustling how you gotta hustle putting in work on whatever you gotta put in work on and going like that they don't the neighborhood doesn't have the educational resources or the job market to sustain everybody's pockets financially so that leads people into getting how they live and everybody knows if you live in the hood or ever been in the hood the so-called shooters all of them don't have aim like all of them not coming to get exactly who they could get like they'll go through something with their own issues in the streets and then when they come through shooting they just airing out at whatever they shooting scared or shooting blind and innocent people get hit which turns it into like the actual war zone these are in the streets you already say that's a shooter that's a, that's a soldier he, he put in work he put in pain he put in that's the mindset that's a war zone mindset 
the same way they drop soldiers off in other countries and you see what happens on them reports where they shoot everything or they drop a bomb on everything and then later on you hear that country say hey you did this 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 and this damage to our city these innocent people went like this it's just now in America it's a scope on exactly when it's happening and where it's happening because so much stuff is going on but they don't talk about the effects behind it that started it so I want to take a scale back and look at uh, the African American community as a whole how we started we came in through slavery did 400 years of slavery got through that after slavery it's all a segregation and Jim Crow years of that then after we beat that the crack epidemic that was years and now after that the prison industrial complex now we hear in the pandemic of coronavirus like everything we beat or go through it's another obstacle for us as an entire community because what affects one of us naturally affects all of us no matter what if somebody black if you five nine black you wear white tee and jeans and that one person shoot somebody when it go over the radio and they give the description now everybody's at risk because for one they say we all look alike for two we damn near all dress alike or have similar styles just because it's a part of our culture so what one person does affects the whole of us even though other communities get a pass for that a lot of other communities get a pass for that but we don't have that luxury it's really each one reach one each one teach one and each one that does something carries the burden of the whole of the community so that's why i like to say be safe like this it's the most lightest thing you can really say because you never know what's going to go on out there and it may not even be for you you just may be caught up in the wrong place at the wrong time which a lot of these incidences are but it does stem I hate to say it, bring up slavery all the time, but it stems from years and years of institutionalized hatred and policies put on top of black people, which has the whole reacting in one way, where it really stems from poverty and lack of resources. I like the way I finished that topic, so. I'm going to go into the next one. All right. Social media gets a lot of the blame for some of the stuff that we see. But it's not really social media that's pushing the hood mentality or glorifying the streets. When people put their videos up, you know, they got their, they got their burner on them. They got, they got the cash on them. They living the life where it's like, all right, the more you post on social media, you actually telling on yourself and giving the feds uh good information on how to track you down or get into your area or what to try to look at or what to look for when you go uh 
posting on social media but it's always kind of been like that where that was the flashiness of the lifestyle even if you go all the way back when they when you watch those uh, documentaries you see all the old gangsters and the ones that was really getting it that was in the clubs moving they got all they all got pictures the only difference is they didn't have social media you can see all the pictures old school pictures look up whoever your favorite OG gangster is you can go right on Google images look them up and you can see them getting it in the lifestyle that's just how it is and every hood is basically the same you know, sometimes people will say this hood tougher than that hood that hood tougher than that like everybody want to rep where they from but every hood is is damn near the same matter of fact it used to be a DVD that came out this probably right before the YouTube hood era uh, came on where it's like everybody starts having everybody slang it was a DVD called hood to hood it was right before all them like rap DVDs came out all the heavy spitters and too raw for the streets it was right after that era where you got to know all people's hood rappers and right after smack and all that it was a it was a hood to hood DVD and a couple different DVDs like that where you could watch it would just be a regular cameraman he would go to different cities pull up in the hood and record what was going on so a hood in Arkansas was exactly like Chicago and Chicago was like Philly and Philly was like Baltimore and Baltimore was like Cincinnati and Cincinnati was like Compton and Compton was like Newark and Newark was like like it was every state had a hood capital and that's just what they would do I, I remember uh watching it with my dad one time and he was like yo why is you watching this like what is wrong with you like this they running up they they shooting at people they selling drugs they why is you watching it and i'm like this going on outside it's i could watch it in here right now and then when i turn this dvd off i'm gonna go outside and watch the same thing over but he didn't understand it at the time my mom the same thing then a couple of my aunts saw it like trying to show older people what was going on in the neighborhood it's kind of like they got blinders on to where they see it and they like well, i don't understand what y'all doing out there just don't get killed kind of thing and that's how it is now with social media it's the same way it's breaking down that hood to hood dvd that is instagram twitter and facebook's where they just pull up on their ops or they selling what they selling they got the lean they got the it's the same thing whatever hood you from you kind of want to represent where you from where you at and how you get down it's a flashy showboat thing but it does lead to taking penitentiary chances and the other thing i want to say all you people that's not in the streets or not a part of that life y'all are so <clears throat> Y'all also are a part of the problem because y'all force people to show how hood they is. When somebody say that they street and about that life and they do this and they how they get it in, y'all always want to be like, oh, you ain't that tough, you ain't that street, you ain't that. You and I didn't see, I didn't see people get shot like that. 
just by testing somebody else's gangster or how far they'll go through with what they say they about. You saying they not about it and now they prove that they about it. And I'm telling y'all, don't prove your streetness to nobody. I don't, if you in the game or if you used to be in the game, cause I done seen that too. I done seen dudes that used to be in the game ranting and going off like, yo, back in the day I had this, I was that. And I still did it. I still got the, I still make one phone call. Don't go too far deep into that because they gonna push you off the deep end back into the street life or taking the penitentiary chance just because they don't live that lifestyle. That's what people uh, need to say more when they listen to somebody say how their neighborhood was, what they was going through or what they was into instead of trying to make them prove how street they are, they should just say, well, I ain't into all that. Let's talk about something else or let's see if we can find a solution to something else. Or let's talk about getting some money. Let's talk about getting sports. There's a plethora of topics you could talk about outside of talking about hood stuff just because you don't believe somebody nobody believes a shooter until they get shot that's that's just how it is i hate to say it like that but that's exactly how it is all right next topic i want to end it off with preparing yourself and your kid for uh when they go back to school for the coronavirus because i looked up too much different stuff, too many different counties are doing too many different things. So what you wanna do is lock in, make sure you educate your kid, yourself, on all the precautions that you need them to take. Even if the school doesn't have as many precautions as you want, make sure you get them some hand sanitizer for themselves. Make sure you get them a lot of masks because they're probably gonna be discarding the masks before they go in the building and getting whatever mask they have at the school. Make sure you teach them at home as best as possible on how to do six feet. I know some people say, you know, it's a conspiracy theory and looking at the numbers, the numbers are not as large as other diseases. Matter of fact, my homie always, he like, I'm the numbers guy. Let me tell you how the numbers are. And he breaks down all the coronavirus numbers for me compared to like the Spanish flu, the regular flu. He made me even look up uh, like the measles and all that. But on the other end, it's growing at a rapid rate to the point where they don't want the coronavirus to get like the flu to where now it's deaths every year no vaccine no nothing we already know that's coming down the line that's just how the government does a new disease pops up and they try to figure out how to turn it into a vaccine that everybody has to take but the most important thing is keeping your kids safe and everybody's kids safe and then you keep everybody safe by keeping them safe i mean you get it so make sure you're preparing yourselves on uh e-learning too like learning from a distance it's social distancing so now you gonna be learning from a distance make sure y'all brush up on all y'all uh mathematicas that y'all gotta uh do i've been studying myself make sure i'm getting all the way prepared for this next year so i don't be there like yeah uh 
Uh, the teacher said, hold on, the teacher said, well, all right, so if you got to do, I don't want to be one of them parents, man, to where I got to struggle to do the homework with the child to, to turn it in. Definitely don't want to be one of them. So make sure y'all getting y'all education game on too and being prepared, not as knowing the work. I'm talking about as assisting and teaching the work. Teaching is an actual skill. A lot of you learned that because I seen a, a lot of posts from people like, "Hey, come get this child. I'm tired of." Yeah, some of y'all, some of y'all is them old parents from back in the day. Okay, if Billy had six apples and he gave away four, how many apples? Yeah, some of y'all is them parents that get frustrated and holler at the. Yeah, some of y'all is that. So um, you got what? Maybe two, three weeks. Make sure you taking your daily dose of patience. Yeah, start practicing that. Get you some, uh, maybe some meditation music or something. Cause we all in this together because everybody gonna be home on a quarantine education. But make sure you telling your kids to wash their hands, keep their distance. If they get a cold or something, please don't send, yo, yo, I know some of y'all is like, man, the coronavirus thing. If your kid get a cold or something, do not send him or her to school, man. Cause one sneeze, one sneeze, y'all gonna tear this whole situation up. Soon as some, as soon as one kid come home and say such and such sneeze, no mere coughing, that's gonna tear everything up for everybody. I don't care if you don't believe, the rest of the world believe. Okay, the rest of the world is like, hey, coronavirus is too real. So do not send them if they got a cold or if they got allergies. Say, hey, I mean, I'm keeping so and so home for two weeks, you know, and then they'll be back to school once we get this situation handled. No, he's not uh, with the coronavirus. He just has allergies or he just has a stomach flu or he just had whatever it is. Say that they got the regular stuff, not the coronavirus, and then they'll be back with their classmates to enjoy uh, learning remotely and on site. <clears throat> well, that's all I have for today. It's Brandon Johnson Lee, aka BJL. Oh yeah, make sure y'all uh slide through getitdoneclothing.com. They say you uh can use a jingle if you don't say the exact jingle, but never mind. I- I'll explain that on the next podcast. Y'all have a good weekend, a good week, and if you don't slide back through, I appreciate you for listening. Get it done.